0: Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters, funding our IRAs with
1: IPAs. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? I am awesome, and I am drinking a gin and tonic. Gin and tonic? It is beautiful outside, yes. Is it nice out? I haven't even been outside yet. You know, the morning was a little cloudy, a little dreary, but the sun's come out. It's nice. Hmm, I am
0: drinking beer right now, believe it or not. A hazelnut (laughs) brown nectar, I know. And it's by Rogue. And it's, so far, delicious. But before we get started, if you have any questions about personal finance, shoot us an email with your question to listen to MoneyMatters at gmail.com. Also, we want your submission, submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. Today was funding our IRAs with IPAs, which Andrew came up with. Very clever. Very clever of you. So yeah. send those to our Twitter account, at MoneyMattersMan, or you can send them to an email address, but we prefer Twitter. At Money Matters, man. We really want to hear from you guys. You want to answer your questions on the show. And on today's show, we have a gentleman. His name is Andy Steves, And after 18 years of traveling to Europe with his family and a few more years traveling independently and working for his dad, Rick Steves' company as a tour guide, Andy had a life-changing experience. He spent a semester abroad studying in Rome through his University University Notre Dame. Good old Notre Dame, the fighting Irish. So, uh, Andy saw the need for quality, organized student travel, and started his own company called Weekend Student Adventures two years later. WSA has taken over 3,000 happy customers on European adventures. And you can visit WSAEurope.com for more information. So, Andy, how are you today? And what
2: are you drinking? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. No problem. Um, it's, uh, it's still b- a little bit early here on the West Coast, so I'm just having a coffee. I'll, uh, I'll be catching up to you guys by this afternoon. Excellent. Where at <laughs> on the West Coast are you? I'm in Seattle. You're not traveling right now. No, I just got back from uh, a great semester uh, running our trips, and, um, and that was just last Thursday. So I'm, I'm glad to be able to connect with you guys. Yeah, where were you? Uh, geez, um, all over the place. Krakow, Rome, Prague, Dublin for St. Paddy's Day, uh, a couple days in Amsterdam. Um, it, was a, it was a long, great trip and uh, it's been exciting to continue building WSA to the next level. Wow,
0: you've been yep. all over the planet. How long was that for?
2: Uh, let's see. I spent, actually I was spending my new years, um, in flights, uh, from Seattle on overnight over to, uh, to Europe. I found that the, the best way to get word out about WSA is through, um, orientational talks. Once students are just beginning their semester and a lot of schools start, you know, on the second or the third of January each, uh, each year. So, um, that's like the clutch time to be over there. So I jumped on a flight and, uh, made my way over, uh, cheese almost, almost six months ago, five oh. and a half months ago there. Yeah, it was a long trip. So how did you get started with WSA? Well, that's a, that's a great question. You, you touched on it a little bit. Um, I had the experience. I had the background. Um, my dad dragged myself and my family all around Europe for his uh, uh, updating his guidebooks, making his TV shows. Um, so by the time I was I graduated high school, um, I knew how to get around Europe. Me and my best buddy uh, packed up our bags and did the classic kind of senior backpacking trip through Europe right after high school. Um, and then I worked as a tour guide for my dad's company for a couple of years, for a couple summers between... Um, Freshman, sophomore, and junior year at college, but then when I studied abroad, it opened my eyes to this uh, this desperate need for fun, efficient, exciting uh, weekend packages for Americans studying abroad in Europe.
0: So, just one weekend, you take people from universities all across the country, or just in your area.
2: Yeah, so so it's a uh, it's definitely a, a niche uh, product and service where we started. Now, like four years after the fact, we're growing into you know other demographics and offering longer trips, of course. Um, but when we got started, uh, our angle was um, uh, three-day weekend experiences for students already studying abroad in Europe. So, say you're studying in Dublin or London, Florence uh, or, or Barcelona. Uh, thanks to Ryanair, you know, and, and thirty euro flights, you can hop on a. a on an hour-long plane ride, and be all of a sudden be in Prague or Budapest or Amsterdam or uh, Krakow, just like I was saying. Um, and so, so there's this really interesting kind of frantic, but also, um, uh, quick, uh, travel that Americans want to, um, you know, to take advantage of these weekends because it's so much cheaper to get from say Paris to Amsterdam than Seattle to Amsterdam. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so when you take those quick, um, you know, budget trips, uh, that's what uh, is at the forefront of every student who's studying abroad. It's at the forefront of their, of their mentality there.
0: And these are, those are not paid for by the schools, right? You're they're the, This is
2: their own money. That's a good question. So so our, um, our angle is uh, working both with administrators and, and universities as well as students. Now, um, students are all about these trips, but our long-term goal is to begin partnering with universities to build them into the packages as a, um, you know, just a fun excursion uh, at, at various points throughout the semester. Um, that could be, you know, organizing a, a, a trip for students in London uh, hopping on the channel, you know that uh, that train that goes underneath the English Channel uh-huh. um, down to Paris for a weekend, show them around, and get back in time for class on on Monday morning. Um, that's kind of our long term goal. But of course, when it comes to serious institutions and universities, they want to see a track record, they want to have positive word of mouth, um, and uh, and some positive experiences. So we're doing the legwork now, and uh, the exciting thing is we're getting contracts now. So so it's both um, retail to the students and also um, us catering towards you. Universities, uh, we're taking that double, um, the two pronged approach there,
0: and you're just having fun in these cities for the weekend, right? You're not. Oh man, it's not- uh,
2: per- personally, I'm having a blast doing this, but uh, and it's it's a it's absolutely a dream job. Um, but yeah, so so th- these aren't your typical a- academic, um, serious school field trips. Right. Th- these are um, uh, what we're all about. Are are connecting students with a great, fun, young local guide that I've hand selected in each of these in each of these cities. So um, uh, what we do is we connect you with that friend. Um, we make reservations at the key sites, the cliche touristy sites that I know everybody's going to want to see on their first time uh-huh. uh, in these towns. So that's the, the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre to see right, in Paris. That's the Colosseum and the Vatican and the Sistine Chapel in Rome. Um, so we make reservations. We get in and out of those cliche sites, save hours of, you know standing, uh, you know, standing in line, save that time and use that time to explore neighborhoods in the afternoon um go to great uh, uh great restaurants great typical local restaurants in the evenings and then have a fun time out at night in the uh in the in the top uh, districts in town so we it's been an interesting challenge and project to to find that right balance of efficient sightseeing time and also fun um free time and uh and times out uh and and given by the responses that we've had i think we're we're on the mark here
1: so uh, I have to ask, I mean, traveling is not a, a cheap thing. How are these college kids affording this?
2: Um, that's, again, another another good question. There's uh, obviously students come abroad with all sorts of different budgets. Um, and one of the things that I've realized and kind of noticed is that, um, you know, when you're when you're in high school, you go home and your fridge is stocked with whatever food you need. And then when you go to college, uh, you can just go to the, um, uh, the the cafeteria and swipe your card to get food. You can go to the bookstore to get whatever books and backpacks you need, uh, school supplies. Um, and then, you know, so, so for the first time you, when you go abroad, you're actually realizing that, wow, food costs money. Wow, hopping on a bus costs money. Um, so it's been a um, – uh, it's definitely it, – when students study abroad for the first time, you're, you're talking about um, uh, kind of a, a crash course in personal finance, uh, studying abroad. Um, and and so that's – it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But when you do your research ahead of time, when you plan correctly ahead of time, I, I think that really is um, the, the best uh, step forward in um, traveling efficiently but also affordably. Um, so many students get caught up in uh, getting caught with a um, – uh, kind of a low initial price, whether it's a budget airline or, say, um, uh, accommodations or um, a- any other transportation or f- uh, restaurant experience, um, and then all of a sudden additional fees start popping up after the fact. Um, so it's really important to take kind of a, a big picture approach when it comes to uh, traveling. Because you're right, it's not cheap and it can definitely add up, um, especially if you get suckered in by, um, you know, marketing um, uh ploys by by the companies that are selling you whatever you need
0: yeah i'm thinking you know it's got to be expensive especially traveling over to paris i imagine paris it's expensive
2: oh it's brutal It's brutal in in london and paris absolutely yeah Yeah,
0: and how do you like i mean all right so the initial trip costs money right Mm -hmm. but then look if i'm going if i'm going on one of these trips i'm trying to get weird you know i'm trying to Mm -hmm. drink i'm trying to Mm -hmm. go to the red light district i'm trying to you know get weed in amsterdam (laughs)
2: I want to uh, travel around with you, Andrew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you like, how do you like, how, all right. So you, do you, you, don't budget for these students, but do you tell, do you recommend like a, an amount of money? Like, Hey, look, do you, do you take them to bars? Do you take them to these nightclubs and stuff and mm. say, Hey, you know, you might want to have X amount of dollars
2: because we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you know, there's it, it really comes down to smart travel. It comes down to smart travel and if, and being able to recognize what is a tourist trap and how to avoid them. Okay, so like, let's talk about restaurants. Um, it, you know, if you go uh, if you're walking down the street, and this goes for for Paris, for Amsterdam, for Rome, for Barcelona, if you see a uh, like a fluorescently lit uh, restaurant um, with you know um, kind of these uh, uh, red and white checkered uh, tablecloths and menus in 10 different languages posted up all over the place, you can safely assume that that's going to be a touristy restaurant and the prices will match that. What you got to do is go down, you know, a safe looking side street and around a safe looking corner and find those, you know, mom and pop shops where you, where, which are packed with locals. Uh, That's another thing. Use your ears. If you, if you can't, if you don't hear a single lick of English, you know, that's a good thing. Remember it, travel is all about having those surprising travel experiences. Maybe you don't know exactly what you ordered, but you know, that's those are the experiences that you're going to remember when, say, a uh, uh, you know a, a pig's foot comes out on your plate. You know, not to say that that'll happen, but um, mm-hmm. but on top of that, those richer experiences are going to be the ones that you remember, and they'll be the ones that you save money. So, uh, but when it comes to saving money for for going out at night, of course, like. Uh, a beer at a club costs eight euros. A beer at a grocery store costs, um, you know, it's it's different. It, it's different, but uh, anywhere from fifty cents to one or two euros tops. Um, and for the listeners out there, euro is about a uh, dollar thirty these days. It goes up and down about ten percent um, fluctuation, but but it, it stays around a dollar thirty. So you can just kind of round up from there.
0: Hmm. So you, uh, your dad is Rick Steves. That's correct, and yeah. he has the travel guidebooks. Hmm. Does your dad help with your business at all?
2: Um, if I'm having uh, some some tough questions or if I need some some kind of a sounding board for some big projects or initiatives that we're going to start running um, I love to bounce things off of him and he loves to help whenever he can but um, our our companies are night and day and man when he started his company 30 years ago it was the wild west it was dirt cheap you could do whatever you wanted over there you could rent a bus and drive it yourself all around Europe without any sort of uh, issues you could stay over there as long as you wanted there were no visa issues all these different things and uh, people booked in person in cash out of his like uh, uh, at his travel talks that he gave back at the University of Washington here in Seattle. Um, uh, just uh, while he was given these workshops. Um, now today, you know, we don't ha- WSA. We don't have a, a brick and mortar storefront. We don't um, we don't have a, a single one base location because our customers come in online. Um, you right. know, obviously websites. Uh, cell phones, um, Twitter, um, Facebook, all that stuff didn't exist when he started. So when it comes to targeting and marketing to your, your um, uh, or marketing to your target demographic, uh, it's night and day. And so he, he loves to help where he can, but um, it's definitely, um, I found I'm blazing my own trail when it comes to setting this company up for for all those reasons, that things have just changed so much.
1: Hmm. So um, <clears throat> I, I've uh, taken a, a Groupon on trip before and i I know there's like a lot of like cool stuff on there like uh how do you compare between something like groupon and i mean do you handle the a to z um
0: and uh, to add to that are, are is this only for college students or can i go
2: that's a great question so um, uh, to touch on the group on deal I'm we haven't run, ran any any group on deals ourselves but we are um, experimenting with different uh, 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 group rates say if uh, say if like three friends uh, come the fourth one comes free um, uh, d- different approaches like that which we are running starting this fall actually um, and uh, and and again if I had a, a chance to to rebrand Weekend Student Adventures WSA, I would definitely rebrand it because our approach, our, our commitment to uh, fun, exciting, um, locally, oriented and culturally aware uh, trips um, where you have a blast, you know, learning about the culture, going out at night, having a great time with new and old friends alike in these groups, in these cities. Um, uh, that's relevant to so many more people than just college students studying abroad in Europe. We've had au pairs on our trips. We've had backpackers come on our trips. We've had siblings and cousins. Um, we've had random flight attendants find our trips and take their weekend breaks out to, to join us um, and everything in between. So, so yes, it's open. And to to everybody, and, and that's kind of why we're shifting. Why we're shifting to to the name WSA Europe um, over over weekend student adventures.
1: Hmm.
0: I have a hypothetical question for you.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, say, be fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's say yeah. Uh, Let's say Andrew and I wanted to go on one of these trips with you. Hmm. Uh, we're we as as you know uh, from the beginning of this episode, we like to drink. We like to you know loosen up, have a good time. Where would you take us? Like, where where are your favorite places in Europe? And, like, and like, yeah, basically, where would you take us? And and, mm-hmm. and like, to, to give us the best experience possible.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let me let me preface that with, hey guys, um, like, uh, if you want to go out and, uh, and and party and meet Americans at the typical international pubs, like, there's a place to do that in every single city. What we try to do is break you out of that and get you into the unique local. Cultural, um, yeah, uh, that's what nightlife I like. scenes, yeah. and that's what I, I think. Not only is it cheaper, but it's it's more memorable, it's more exciting, and and that's what you travel for. You know, you don't want to just surround yourself with other expats and, and things like that. So, um, and, and I get that question all the time, or versions of that question. What's your favorite city in Europe, and mm-hmm. wh- where's the best place? But man, it's uh, each of these cities is incredible, and I'm not just going to say that. I want to I want to touch on a, on a couple. Um, in Ireland, I absolutely love the the. Trad culture, and by trad I mean um, your traditional Irish music. Um, and mm. each of these pubs and that's not just a, uh, a touristy thing. It's so cool to go into these pubs in Dublin, and um, Cork, and Galway, uh, all these different places. Uh, they'll have people coming out just strumming on whatever instruments that they can get their hands on.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and then, and it's kind of like a pickup game of uh, basketball, you know, except with musical instruments. Oh, I would love uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's so authentic, and uh, everybody knows all the songs young and old alike and they come in and it's such a cool experience uh to be among that so that's ireland and and to knock back a pint of Guinness or two and and finish it with the jameson i mean um and some carlsberg uh, too in that uh carlsberg can yeah, it's that's doable but that's a uh, uh isn't that a dutch beer or is it? Uh, no, no. i i think so forgive me if i'm wrong but i believe i could be wrong uh, too yeah carlsberg i think is a uh, a northern european beer not uh, not irish but um but Guinness, Middx, um yeah. man, Harp—that's all. That's all tasty. So that's that's Ireland for you. Um, if you're into like raging clubs, discotecas, electronic music, um, and partying until the sun comes up, uh, Barcelona is your uh, uh, is your place. I mean, we're talking you know long drinks, uh, you know your, your, your Red Bull vodkas, uh, enjoying yourself out in these clubs, and then stumbling out onto the beach watching the sunrise. Hmm. I mean, that's uh, that's that's not my scene per se. But uh, but if that's yeah, what I, you're into, that's yeah, it's uh, definitely. That's I don't
0: know. Are you into that kind of
2: stuff? I don't know. Uh, then, so I've done a little bit of I that ha-
0: before.
2: And then, <laughs> then I have to, I have to point out um, Eastern Europe and Central Europe. Okay, so um, Krakow, man, Krakow is such a cool town. What um, country is that? Uh, that's in Poland. It's okay. Poland's student city. So imagine a city of a million people, two hundred fifty thousand of them are college students. Um, so it's, it's, and it's a tiny little medieval town. Um, and the, uh, uh, the old city walls are kind of in a teardrop shape. And there's a, uh, what used to be a moat, um, is now kind of a, a circular, uh, beautiful little park that you can, that goes around the whole town in a two mile circuit. But anyways, inside of this town, it's really only, of course there's modern development outside of it, but the, this the, the cultural and, um, uh, and nightlife center of the city is still the old town. It's only like six blocks across. Up and down and uh, and sideways, and on every single corner and uh, and and between every single block, you got multiple pubs and bars and clubs, and they're not uh, they're not pretentious. And you can you can have any sort of experience you want. I'm talking uh, vodka and pints of beer at a dollar, um, and Ooh. and you don't you don't see that in Western Europe anymore. Um, so if you want to save money, uh, you know that that also goes for for Krakow for Prague for Budapest anywhere shifting towards Central and Eastern Europe is uh, is is where you can kind of escape the the very expensive prices of say Rome and Paris these days
1: so so uh, I, I'm looking for to plan a trip with my wife and mm-hmm. uh, we had like a leak in our apartment so we, we had to spend some money to fix things and we're looking for like a, a cheaper Trip in Europe, and we've been to London. We've been to Spain, and they're they're like relatively expensive. Like if you were on a budget and you wanted like the Europe experience, mm-hmm. where where would you go?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, Spain would have been one of them that I'd recommend. Um, Madrid and and the south of Spain is just absolutely beautiful, and you can have those those experiences, um, uh, like uh, great experiences, rich experiences on a very uh, uh, low budget there. Now, um, otherwise, I don't mean to be a broken record, but central and eastern Europe is is um, much much more affordable than um, uh, than again the the Western European cities. Uh, Berlin so, is another city. When that's, people like hear uh-huh. of like yeah. places
1: like Romania, I don't think I don't think they necessarily think travel like are are places like that and in, in more of the central non mainstream like awesome places to go to.
2: Mm-hmm. um uh, I've heard I haven't been to Romania myself but uh but I've I've heard good things um again uh, the Czech Republic Hungary mm. Slovakia Poland um, now we Americans, a lot of us have have Western European heritage, you know. So that's why uh, Germany, Italy, France, Spain has always been kind of the focus of our of our of our travel up until now. But uh, in my experience over the last 10, 15 years that I've been paying attention to traveling in Europe, um, uh, I've seen that 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 uh, shift in uh, interest, be, and and that really has a lot to do with uh, going to new and exciting places, um, and uh, and also following where uh, the, where the places that are easier on a budget are. So because, because Western Europe is so popular, obviously prices are going up and up. And with the advent of, um, the Euro, uh, that really kind of doubled the cost of living for Europeans and travelers alike almost overnight. Um, and that, that's no, that's no joke there. So, um, uh, I've heard great things about Croatia and, uh, and the, the, um, Kind of the Adriatic coast as well. Um, it just takes some some research in doing it right and making sure that you're picking uh, the places that uh, that will work for for you and your budget and your interest as well.
0: Yeah, because I I mean, I, and you're you're saying Andrew that your budget's pretty low for this vacation. I have basically no budget, and you know, flying on a plane is a. <laughs> A death-defying act for me. It's super scary. But I do want to go. <laughs> I'd I, I, I really like to go. And I would like to go for, I don't know, like a short like, – is, is doing it over the weekend a better, better than doing it for a full week? I mean can you get enough? Uh,
2: uh, do you mean um, uh, in your case coming from, coming from the States? Yeah. No, I wouldn't recommend traveling from from the states to Europe for a weekend. For a weekend, I, I okay. No, 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 not even for a week either. You need to um, at least at least have uh, ten days and maybe just do two or three cities, but that's at the very very least. Um, because once you once you're over there, you know you're splitting um, you're, you're dividing the cost of your, your, um, trans trans Atlantic flight by more and more days. Yeah. You you know that you get that. So like, um, your, your cost of the flight is going to be, um, say a grand no matter what. And if you split that over a week, you know, that's hundreds, it's over a hundred dollars a day just for getting over there. Um, whereas if you split it by six weeks, it's much more, it's much cheaper. So, um, you know, keep that in mind and rather than blow it on, on a weekend or a week, I would say save up a little bit and, and make your way I would definitely say avoid Scandinavia if you're um, uh, if you're on a tight budget. Man, oh. I've had the most uh, painful experiences in uh, in Stockholm, uh, Oslo, Bergen. The, it's beautiful. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful. But uh, but man, the it's, uh, it, it, it's not nice on the budget. Yeah, and especially for for people who drink. Um, like Amsterdam too. Does that count? Uh, Amsterdam is not quite... Um, I wouldn't call it a cheap city. You can find ways to do it affordably. But, uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it a cheap city.
1: Hmm.
2: But get this. Um, Sweden, actually... Um, uh, they... Their um, um, Im- importing um, their alcohol importation regulations uh, dictate that anybody who brings in alcohol to the country must sell it to the government, and the government turns around and sells sells it at double back to the uh, back to whatever importer there is, and then um, and beyond that, you're we've got they've got uh, limits on alcohol content for beer, for wine, for uh, things like that. So you're paying basically twice as much for you know a two point five percent beer uh, while you're over there. So, you know, again, it's, uh, it's not, it's not a budget option for you Mm. for, for most people and especially you two guys. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no. And you're, and you're mostly dealing with like currently with WSA, you're mostly dealing with college kids who are already abroad.
2: Correct. And you're just,
0: and you're touring them around. What's all right. For somebody who is already over there, what's an average weekend cost for them total?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there are a ton of uh, there are a ton of different expenses that you uh-huh. can or can uh, you can or can choose not to opt into um, but look so so round trip flight um, from from one major European city to the next uh, I would say uh, a good price is going to be 80 euros um, up to 100 or 120 depending that's um, not bad. so, so that's, um, that's to get there and back and then you're looking at about Um, Again, this this varies widely. Um, In Amsterdam and Paris, you're looking at about 35 euros a night for a hostel, um, or um, eh, between 25 and 35 in the high season. Um, Whereas if you're talking about Krakow, Prague, um, Budapest, you're talking about maybe... Uh, eight, uh, ten euros, even down to eight euros uh, a night uh, wow. to stay in a hostel. So you can see there's the the range there and the difference um, how, how much more expensive certain cities are than others. So you got your your transportation and accommodation. The next things to watch out for is okay if you're going to be eating out of a grocery store, you can do it for ten euros a day. If you want to sit down at restaurants each time, that's 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 eight euros for breakfast. Twelve euros for for um, uh, for lunch and up to sixteen euros for dinner in cities. Again, like Amsterdam, Paris, and Rome, mm-hmm. those are more expensive. You can have a full three course dinner in Poland for you know five or six euros. So wow. again, b- big difference there. Um, on top of that, you got sightseeing. So um, if you do it right and you show your student card, you can uh, many many uh, museums all across Europe are free for students. So um, so research that and plan ahead. Um, but uh, you know entries can be say 10 15 euros a pop
0: wow so getting into museums is like more
2: than eating out to dinner mm -hmm. if you're if you're a professional and making money yeah you gotta you gotta fork over some change to see uh you know the world's best museums that's right
0: now (laughs) i (laughs) do you has any like during now you, you don't go on all these
2: trips you have guides that do them for you right that's correct. So so when I started in 2010, um, I set up and personally designed each itinerary. Mm-hmm. And then, so what that meant was, it was a crazy schedule. I would set up the tour on you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, run the tour Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, fly to the next city on Monday and do it all over again for the next city uh, for a semester straight, you know, four months straight. Yeah. Um, uh, but over time, I would find guides in each of these cities. And so I'd be able to focus on the, the the cities where I haven't found guides more and more and then of course that increased the chances of me finding a local to take over for me and now for the first time I have a complete roster of guides across all our cities so that's a really exciting development for us um, and so I I go on many, I've gone on most starting uh, since we started but now uh, many of them run uh, simultaneously to whatever tour that I'm running on, on any weekend. This last semester we even had six tours over Easter weekend. I was running a group of 55 in Rome for Easter with, uh, you know, doing uh, Easter mass with Pope Francis there. Wow. Um, and we had a tour in Paris in Budapest in Prague and Barcelona, all going on simultaneously and Amsterdam. So, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting one or two, but, uh, but it's really exciting to have built this thing from the ground up and see how far it's come.
0: Do you, uh, do you have any troublemakers what do you do
2: with uh, them? <laughs> uh, you know what our our uh, our students have been generally really uh really great and i 'm not just saying that but of course there have been there have been uh, s- some interesting experiences we had somebody who um uh, you know, was having a little bit too much fun with a, a newfound partner in a in a pub in Dublin over Saint Paddy's Day. Mm. Um uh there was uh, people who you know overdo it in in one way or another. But sure. uh, generally it's been uh uh you know, no, no hospital visits, knock on wood, no uh no police calls or anything. So generally it's been a really solid uh uh experience working with uh with our students.
0: And you let them drink and everything. That's like you want them to have yeah. the experience, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not some so, like, uh, it, we're an American company. Americans love to uh, litigate, so uh, it's yeah. not something that we provide. Um, and, uh, and of course, we take waivers, but we're more than happy to, um, you know, have, have – of course, have, you know, wine with dinner and then show them, show them a great time uh, mm-hmm. later at night too. So uh, where are you headed next? A good question so I'm heading down to uh, San Diego for a study abroad conference this uh, uh, in, in just a couple weeks now um, and then uh, I'm in Seattle for the summer but for the first time what we're doing is me and my team of guides and my first two employees we're, we've got a uh, uh, we're planning a kind of a guide summit, you know, like a, a strategic meeting uh, somewhere in on the coast of Croatia. We're going to rent out a, a big old villa, fly everybody in. We're going to strategize and get pumped for the fall semester, get everything set up, and, uh, and take it from there. So that's something I'm really looking forward to, and that'll be in August. Cool. Yeah. So, so you
0: got some time here in, the, uh, here in the States?
2: Yep, yep, exactly. Get, get I'm, some sleep. Uh, Get some sleep and uh, catch up on uh, some of my favorite shows, and uh, of course have some Chipotle. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, you know, get caught up on all the uh, um, the the fun things of life here um, that that I miss.
0: Cool. So, uh, tell everybody how they can find you online, and tell them a little bit about the uh, where they can find your website and and all those you know plugs, I guess you could call them.
2: Sure, sure. Well, uh, like we've been talking about all along, all this, all these information, uh, all this information and insights, uh, we've posted up on the on our website wsaeurope.com, as mm-hmm. in Weekend Student Adventures. Uh, we've got both those URLs. Uh, you can find us on Facebook slash WSA Europe. Um, you can find us on Twitter um, and Instagram with all the same handles. Just WSA Europe. That's all you got to Google. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can find great trips. Uh, we've got uh, unguided, uh, kind of do-it-yourself packages available as well year-round in in all of our cities, um, and uh, and tons of uh, uh, these these free online resources specifically for the budget traveler going um, abroad, backpacking throughout Europe. And you don't, again, you don't have to be a student to come on our trips or find great travel tips uh, online at our website. Cool,
0: excellent. Well, Annie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks and, for uh, having me,
2: guys. Yeah. We'll have to catch a drink uh, sometime soon. I'll uh, I'll look forward to um, having a pint with you guys.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I definitely want to go to Europe. Uh, I I want to go to London more than anything in the world right now.
2: It's a man if there's one city that's underrated or like London is hard to overrate. So let me put it that Uh way. It's so exciting. There's, and you can do it on a budget too. If you, if you stay, you know, downtown, um, you'll break the bank, but there are certain neighborhoods of London where you can do it fairly affordably. And, uh, and there's so many exciting little, um, nooks and crannies of this town that, uh, uh, that many tourists overlook because they assume that, oh, it's just another English speaking (laughs) city, but no, it's night and day compared to anything that we've got over here in the States. So you'll, you'll have a great time there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, one day well uh, again thanks for hanging out with us uh, I really appreciate it and uh, I hope people can find it and, and, and join you on your adventures in Europe
2: yeah i look forward to having them thanks for having me guys I really All right, no problem. It. good luck and, on everything
0: yeah and if you guys have any questions that you'd like us to answer please email us at listthemoneymatters at gmail.com we really want to hear from you guys and look if you like the show and I hope that you do please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen it doesn't matter we also uh, we talk about a free money management tool called Mint, and we highly recommend you sign up for it. It's free, and Andrew and I both use it. We track our total financial portfolio. We wrote, we wrote a book about it. It's called Mastering Mint, and you can find it at masteringmint.com. If you enter the promo code podcast, you get $5 off. And last but not least, if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management and perhaps travel, perhaps travel, we will, we're always writing new stuff, and we're posting up new episodes of this show at ListenMoneyMatters.com. You can check us out at ListenMoneyMatters.com slash show. So that's it. Andy, thanks again. Andrew, thanks again, as always. And uh, <laughs> we look forward to the next episode. Later, guys. Later, Matt.